ER Room. Now, here's your host, Edward Reyes. Attorney Edward Reyes, and I have a special guest and friend of Fab the Vegan. There's a story behind that, and I'm sure he'll be, and we're going to definitely talk about that. Today, we're going to talk about his story, entrepreneurship, and Fab has a very interesting story, very life-changing story, to be honest with you. Fab, please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Well, uh, my name is Fabrizio, and I'm the founder of Fabrizio and Sons Marble Restoration Company, and that's me. I'm going on 60 years old. Been in business since 98, and I've been doing marble, working with stone since I was 22. I started in 1985. So you've been doing marble for about 40, approximately 40 years? Going on 40 years. What made you get into that? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, it was uh, 1985, right? I was young, and I was flooring from job to jobs. And back then, the minimum wage was like 315. Mm. And I had a friend who called me, and he said, hey, we're looking for somebody to work in this marble company. Yeah. I had no idea what marble was or anything. So I said, do we work in cemeteries? I don't know. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, yeah. So he said, hey, come check it out, you know? So I went. I went to the shop. And I saw my boss there, and he said, hey, you want a job? And I said, yes. I didn't know what I was going to do. But what attracted me was that it was union job, and it was paying $9 an hour. And man, honestly, for that, back in the day, that's huge. That's huge. Huge, yeah. Exactly. Plus, you only work 30 hours, and you got differential. I mean, you got all these benefits. And I said, hey, I can do this, you know? And then, then when I started working with it, I fell in love with it. Being able to take like a piece of stone and make something out of it, or take a marble floor that's been damaged because of years of wear and tear and make it look all beautiful. I used to see my boss do it. I was like, wow, I need to learn that. So you're kind of like an artist. In, in a sense. I'll take it. In a sense, because <laughs> yes. I mean, you're taking yes. something like, you know, let's say like Michelangelo back in the day, yes. clearly something that's unrefined and you're making it beautiful and shiny and something that somebody will look at it and be odd. Exactly. And I do accept <clears> that <throat> because it turns into a, a something that turns into a craftsmanship. Yeah. When uh, eventual Michelangelo, the one who made the Madonna uh, statue with the baby, yeah, baby or with Jesus, I mean, the hard part was not carving it because he, he was an artist. Yeah. He yeah. knew what he was doing. The hard part was picking out the stone, the block. Took him like four months to go to quarries wow. in the Carrara, Italy, and look for the right block because he knew that if he picked the wrong block, if he hit it in the wrong vein, you'll fall apart. So he had to know where he was going to chisel, hit it, so he won't fall apart. That's what made him an artist. And I take the compliment because today when we go look at jobs, I stay there, I, and what I say is I let the stone talk to me. Yeah. I say, okay, yeah. what do you need? Yeah, and nice. he talks me back. And that's actually what, that's how I do it now. So tell me about, because you went from working a union job and then you ended up going from that to eventually opening up your own yeah. company. Tell me about that. What made you open up your own business and then you have a legacy that you leave to your kids and how did that play out for you? I tell my uh, my boys, I said, I didn't start my own business because I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And back in the 80s, there was no such thing as entrepreneur. Yes, yeah, only big corporations. All big and, corporations, and, yeah, exactly. exactly. So I said, the problem with me was that I couldn't follow directions. Hmm. I completely I understand that. I couldn't understand take that completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I yeah. said, if I could have somebody tell me something what to do, I said, I didn't want that. So anyway, so I was working for a company then and, uh, and my boss was real nice with me. He used to give me some side work. Okay. You know, make extra cash because that's when I had my daughter. My daughter was just born. I believe she was born in 85. So I had to hustle because the paycheck wasn't paying enough. You know, by the time you have babies, you got all this other stuff. I do. I'm young and I didn't know what I was doing anyway. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I started doing side work and then I kind of liked it. 
and then and I opened my first company was in 1989. It was called Bella Marble Restoration. Okay. Yeah, in New York, but it was tough because over there in New York, you had to have all these insurances. You couldn't work without the union. Got it. It was very expensive. <laughs> So I said, nah. So I closed the company down and I just started doing some work on my own. But I've always been that type of person. I wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. Then uh, what happened was then in 90, I used to travel a lot to Florida. And I'm always looking to see, do they got marble here? Do they, you know, is there yeah, possibility yeah. to do business here? Sure. And I used to come to Florida a lot. And then the, and I saw the better quality of life. We talk about 95, 1996. Yeah. And I had my kids, three kids, you know. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to make the move, and I'm just going to go. I didn't know there was marble here. I moved because of the kids. I yeah. wanted them to have a better life. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just move. Even if I got to work in Burger King at night and McDonald's in the daytime, I'm taking them out of New York. It goes yeah. to show you that you're a good, you know, a good father. I mean, you you don't follow the money. You follow the legacy. You follow the, what's best for the kids. And yeah. I, I can relate to that also because my daughter, I was a teenage father, and my uh, wife had the baby at 15 years old at that wow. time. And I have the two daughters. And when my daughter was like one and a half years old, I decided to open up my own business. And listen, that drives you. That was my motivation to leave something that's worthwhile yeah. for my family. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like you've done the same thing as well. Yes, yes. As I started, you know, I started working. I've been very old school. I was an old school father. In my house, you know, like I used to tell the kids, you know, well, I go, you under this roof, I go, I'm God. Yeah. I used to tell them. Yeah, yeah. Here, what I say goes. And I did that because, I want, again, I didn't want them to grow up to be like me, like without father, without direction. I wanted to give them direction. Yeah, yeah. And I started taking them to work like when they were five years old. I used to take them. I used to take my sons. And, and you know, it was like, uh, so I used to say, okay, can you get me that piece of rag or whatever, you yeah, know? And I'd be working with the machine and I would bring food. So when they gave me something, I used to give them a treat. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that went on. It you works. Know, it worked. Then in junior high school, I yeah. started taking them to work. High school, they were under my roof. I didn't cave. They had another job. Yeah. You under my roof? I go, that's how you pay me back. And they started learning the trade and everything. And I, I wasn't to ask. I used to go in the room and say, tomorrow you're working with me. Yep. Be ready by 8 o'clock. But taught some good work habit. You yes. know, yes. the whole thing with the father, I understand. I mean, when you don't have a father figure in, in your life, yeah. you can either go two ways, like you mentioned before. I mean, you know, yeah. when father's drunk, you know, you can yeah. be a drunk or you can, or you can yeah. decide to change your life. Yeah. And you chose the latter, which is great. Right. And the reason why, the way I think about it as well is you see this person that should be in your life, that should stand up and be an actual father, but they fall short of that. So growing up, you could either choose to be that person exactly. or change your trajectory in your life and what you did. And that's exactly. probably why you were a little bit more tough with yeah. your kids yeah. because of that reason. Yeah. And exactly. I, I didn't want them growing up because, you know, growing up without a, a father, especially a male, it's very tough. For sure. You know, it's very tough. So I wanted them to know that I was their father, not their friend. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to be their friend because they're going to have multiple friends. And I would just, like I say, it was all trial and error. I didn't know how to be a father because I didn't have a father. But I yeah. knew but what my father told me was not to do what he did so I did the opposite when he left instead of him instead of me leaving I stayed yep. and things like that and, and I took them to work and they learned and they went on to you know graduate go to college I mean my older son went to do some EMS because he wanted to be a fireman my younger son you know he went to do some model in California but they knew the trade and each of them my older son he said hey, you know dad I don't really like this you know whatever I go well you know the family business yeah. you always welcome back he came back, and then my older son, when he came, you know, because he's much younger, he said, hey, I go, you could work with your brother. So they had something. Yeah, you common know? interest, for sure. Yes, common interest, and now they're feeding the families. I mean, I'm going to have already six grandchildren. Wow, they didn't waste yeah. no time, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't waste no time, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, like I said, I rejoice because yeah. it wasn't intentionally that I did it. Maybe subconsciously, that's what I wanted, and it worked out that way. And, you know, God is good, and uh, he let me, you know, and, and I feel very proud these days of them. Very proud. 
So five, but you, so you have two sons yeah. and one daughter? And one daughter. My daughter's going to okay. be 36 next month. Okay, nice. 36, my own. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, whoever doesn't know Fab will eventually see Fab at some point <laughs> in their life. Phenomenal transformation. And let's kind of get into that because, I mean, you've been in the marble business for a long time. Very long time. And then something happened in your life that you've actually made. And you're still part of the marble business, yes. but not as active as you used to be. Exactly. And now you pivoted. Tell me about that. When did you actually pivot and why did you pivot? And okay. what did you pivot to? Yeah. So what happened was, as I was building the business, as I was building the business, I focused on wealth, making money, making that. money. Yeah. You got to pay the bills. You got to do so much. Yep. And, you know, in building the business, I forgot about, I didn't even know about it. All I knew that I was out there all day, go through drive throughs eat what I can, yep. get home, eat a big plate full of rice and those chuleta, two pokchas and meats and everything. And I ate. Because, yeah. and, and again, I was so tired and I was malnutrition. Even though I ate a lot, I was malnutrition. Yeah. Because I was getting, you know, good calories, healthy calories. Of course. So what happened was as the years went on, I started gaining weight. I ballooned to about 310 pounds. Wow. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. I got so big. And again, because I was chasing the dollar, I was trying to sleep when I can't rest. And I just ate and I was always tired. Yeah. But I saw my family having a good life, eating everything. That's what mattered. Because what happens as a father, a lot of times, you know, we're building a business. We, you know, trying to be a father, trying to be this. We put ourselves in the back burner. Yeah. And when you wake up one day, the kids are gone, you know, everything is, has finished. And you look at yourself like, what happened to me? And that happened to me. So what happened at 50 years? So I ballooned all the way. And I was diagnosed with diabetes at 44, type 2. Mm. I had a mild heart attack at around 47 because of my obesity, arthritis. I had high blood pressure. I mean, everything. And then at 50 years old. I said to myself, if I don't change, I'm going to die. I went to my physician. Uh, I got blood work and all that. And my blood work came out back horrible. And then I go to the, my physician. I go, is anything I can do? I don't feel good. I knew that I was like in my last leg. Yeah. She goes to me, no. I go, there's nothing you can do. You'll be a diabetic the rest of your life. We're going to raise your milligrams. We're going to raise your, give you another More medicine. medicine, blah, yep. blah, blah. If that doesn't work, you know, we give you the pump. So you control your insulin, all this other stuff. I went home. I said, no, there's got to be a better way. Yep. And I said to myself, fat, what happened to you? What happened to you? I saw myself in the mirror. And I tell you, they were awakening was one weekend I was watching a football game. Mm -hmm. And I'm eating my Doritos with my Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah, you know? Diet Coke. <laughs> Ironically enough. Ironically enough, right? Yeah. Which is worse than Coke. Which is worse, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, and as I was eating Doritos. Doritos, you know how the chips fall? Yeah, yeah. And I was waist 44. Yeah. And he fell right in top of my belly. <laughs> it wasn't even falling off. It was just yeah. on your belly. Wow. It was on my belly. And I was like, and I looked down and I said, oh my God. Like something, a light came on. Yeah. And I made a doctor's appointment. I did all that. I went to the doctor's. gave me my medicines, more medicine. I said, no, but I'm going to change this. I went home. I went to my computer and I typed in how to control diabetes type 2. All I wanted was to control it because yeah. I felt that was the problem. Yeah, yeah. Now my eating habits. You weren't even trying to get rid of it. You're just trying to control no, it at this just point. just try to control it because I didn't know yeah, you can yeah. reverse it. Yeah, yeah. So I went. I joined the gym so I can, you know, burn some calories. I tell you, I couldn't even walk five miles in the treadmill. Yeah. But I, I committed to myself because I wanted to live. You know that movie, uh, The Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful movie. So there's a famous quote that says, get busy living or get busy dying. Well, you found yeah. your why. At the yeah. end of the day, you found your why. I yeah. mean, and that was your why. You're like, I don't want to die. Yeah. I need to be a good father for my kids. Yeah. And, you know, this is my why. That's beautiful. 
Yeah, that was my why, and I just started going to the gym. I started changing my diet, and now I chose to go plant-based because I found, as I did my research, I saw that animal fat contributes to a diabetes a lot. So I said, okay, so I'm just going to stop, you know. But I, I, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do it overnight. I couldn't do that. 50 years old, yeah. after eating all that food in my life, I said, that ain't going to happen. So I started like eliminating one animal product at a time, which okay. the first one was dairy. A year plus year and a half or maybe a little more was the last thing I had was eggs. I went to the doctors and... And eggs are expensive now too. Just throwing it out there. Huh? Eggs are <laughs> oh, forget super about expensive. That's why I think I don't really like... You're ahead of the curve. I ahead of the curve. Exactly. Yeah. So I just... Uh, I went to the doctor. She got my blood work and everything. I went there. She goes, Mr. Sombrano, would like to talk to you regarding your blood work. And I said, oh, my God, what happened? You know? And she goes, by the way, you look like you're getting skinny. Anything you're doing? I go, yeah, I'm exercising. You're trying to eat a little better. And she goes, this is from the physician. She goes, Mr. Sombrano, I don't see no sign of diabetes in your body. That's she amazing. Goes, what are you doing? And I told her, well, you know, I'm eating more plants. I didn't tell her I went plant-based or vegan. I just, yeah. you know. And she goes, well, keep doing what you're doing. She goes, I think I should be doing what you're doing. Look you at know? that. The fact and, that you changed the way a yeah. doctor's mindset was. Exactly. Just from yeah. your actions. And I went then. I started keep losing weight, kept losing weight. And then I had my goal weight about three years ago, no, four or five years, something <clears> like that, which was 165. Okay. And um, been there. And so tore. one of the main takeaways that I take from this is, you know, it's important to make money in life, but your health comes before the money. It, but you still got to keep in mind because, you know, you could be heavier, put the time in, you put you're eating drive through and things like yeah. that. And over the years, it creeps up on you. It's yeah. been happening, but you don't notice it. You just keep pushing your pants sizes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it also slows you down. So the money you could be making, you're making less money because now you're tired. Exactly. You, you know, you have health issues. Exactly. You, you know, you have to go to the doctor, you have to take medicine, you're tired, you get hit. Exactly. So, exactly. So and by what you're doing actually increased your wealth. Yes, actually, right on point. As I was heavier, you know, I was heavier. I used to go and do estimates and you see a big guy, 300 <clears throat> pounds, you're not giving you an estimate. Yeah. For work that requires a lot of energy. Yeah. So you have customers saying, how can he do that? You know? And But now I walk in, Forget about it. I get the jobs like this. Yeah. And I walk in, you know, I, the way you see me dress, I walk in now, you know. Fancy like always. Fancy like always. Yeah. And, and you know, I love it. And people feel confident. Plus, my experience, almost 40 years. Of course. And then when they meet my sons, my sons also represent me very well. And they do good work. I mean, it, the formula works. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm just, and, and again, like you said, we could have wealth and money is important because that's what pays your bills. That's of what course. It's very important, but we can't put it ahead or even behind. It got to stay in the same level. Yep. Wealth and equals, you know, wealth. What is a true wealth is uh, good health. And like now I play with my grandkids, you know, I'm all over with them. And I sit back and I say, if I never would have made that change in 2013, you if, your grandkids? I would have said, if I would have said, nah, that ain't for me, yep. I would have missed all these memories. I would, these memories that I have with my grandkids, I never would have had them. Literally, my palate would have controlled my future memories. I never would have had this. You know, it's like, it's amazing. And to think the reason why you started all this was to leave le a legacy to be yeah. there for your kids. So, you know, a lot of people, they forget you get so caught up in the dollar oh my God. that yeah. you forget the and reason why you're doing it. And I did it. No, listen, me, yeah. <laughs> me too. Yeah, you know, <laughs> me and, too. and I happens. did it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, something that we learned and I did it, you know, now talking years back, I mean, I used to make a, you know, big money. I'd, yeah. I went and bought me a car i bought me motorcycles i bought I this it. i bought all that but you know you and a lot of times it's okay because that's how you learn it's okay but you have to learn you have to evolve you know there's gotta comes a time where you say okay that's nice you know but you start seeing your kids growing up okay what you know like i'm very proud that my sons and my grandkids see me the way i am today because i'm living like i said a legacy of health they're gonna see man grandpa 60 70 he was so cool he was yeah, always yeah, yeah. healthy and if, yeah. if and then they, if later on in life they have something maybe they 
they start getting sick or something. Then they could always look back and say, Grandpa did it at that age. I, yeah, that's the legacy. Exactly. That's the legacy. You know, that's the legacy. It's not like they would have said, yeah, my, you know, my daddy died at 40 from diabetes. Yeah. You know, which so we have a common, choice. Which oh, yeah, it's common. It's common a lot, yeah. And I hate to say this, but especially in our line culture. Yeah. By 40, we're done. Yeah, I know. By 40, we're done. And then we and have we, ongoing pain and you live in the hospital, you're there all the time. And yeah. the, the doctor's appointments, you look forward to going to the doctor's appointment when you get yeah. older, which is yeah. not no. place uh, to be. Exactly. So now you worked all your life, you made all this money, and all that stuff. Now you got to give it to the pharmaceuticals. All the time. You can't enjoy life, you can't do anything. No. And I say, when when you're that heavy like I was and sick, you don't miss the big things, you don't make, miss the trips to Europe, you don't miss whatever. You miss just say, honey, let's go out for a walk. Yep. Honey, let's go ride a bike. Let's go to the park. Let's walk by the beach. When I was that heavy, I never went to the beach with my kids because we're walking from the curb You're all the tired. way to the water. I couldn't do that. Yeah. You know, I couldn't do that. I would have died. And then think to I have to walk back. I said, now nah, you guys go to the beach. I'll stay home. So Fab, if you wanted to give like three tips to entrepreneurs starting their business or some that are already in business and you've been in business for a long time now, so you definitely have the expertise to talk about this. What three tips would you tell somebody trying to open their own business or one year in business? If you're going in business on, on your for yourself, learn that it's feast and famine. Don't look at the guy next to you maybe even doing the same business facts <laughs> yeah feet, you know it's like i used to say back in the day you know back in the day macaroni and cheese was cheap with four boxes for one dollar yeah you know i say either you you know my old quote was either you you gotta get used to the macaroni and cheese one day and steak another day but it's not you're not gonna have steak every day people want steak right away yeah yeah and you yeah. can't and you i can't. see a lot of that these days and you know especially the kids have it harder today young people because the social media giving the false impression yeah, of, of success you see a car driving a big driving a big car doing a, having a boat that's not success expectation versus reality yeah so don't expect just be be true to yourself take inventory yourself learn how to write like you have yourself a path my pros my cons what do i like what don't i like and if you go into something that you like you think you like and you don't like it and you and you want to move on move on move on yeah it's okay you yeah. don't have to stay there because other people or you say to yourself yeah but you know i told them i was going to do it no move on yep move on do what makes you happy exactly and don't try not to go out there you make you make fifty thousand. don't spend a hundred thousand you know on credit cards which happens exactly and it happens commit to yourself don't commit to nobody else Learn how to, again, live in feast and famine. You know, you don't have to have everything. You don't have to have the big house, that expensive car. That comes later on in life. And trust me, yep. like yourself, myself, we're older. Mm-hmm. We know we have learned this. Yep. You know? I can tell you I've learned this well. Yeah, we have <laughs> learned this, you know? And like, yeah. And that's one thing that, I like, I, like we're saying like this, I talk to my sons. I go, don't do this, do that. You saw what I did. Don't do And I use myself as an example. Yeah. Because what better example, you know, to them? I said, you see, you know why I did that? Because, you know, eh, I messed up right there. So, you know. I mean, that's one thing. Of course, you know, like if you're going into entrepreneurship, definitely definitely again we let's go back to that what's your health yeah because just like you said earlier the healthier you are the more you can hustle and also people are attracted in, in you know the way i mean it's reality sex sells and not that you're you know the better appearance you look the more appealing you are to that person talking thank to you them. yeah and even beside your health i mean physically when yeah you physically better, people want your to actually projection. talk to you and you feel you give air of confidence and everything else exactly and that's why i say it's so important to exercise yeah dress well because when you walk into a room especially in this age of a lot of networking when you exercise you dress well your confidence goes up 100%. and people reach your confidence they see you coming in the room they're going to judge you right away they go wow he's dressed well gotta, i gotta meet that guy he must I be doing something right he gotta be doing something right 100 exactly he's gotta be doing hey excuse me and they pick your brain and you become an example well know? plus today like i probably had like seven or eight people that said oh man you know i wish more people dressed like that it's just that alone will give you the ego boost 
boost in a confidence boost anyways, yeah, exactly. beside the opportunities that it brings. Exactly. And I don't always stress like this, you know. What happened was when I started losing weight, you know, I started feeling better by myself. I didn't own a blazer. I was always, you know, hands on. And one day I went to the mall and I said, you know, I'm going to buy me a place. And I bought me a place. Nice. Yeah. And I tried it and I said, hey, you look pretty good. And I, uh, and I started networking. Yeah. And, and I loved it. And I just started buying places left and right. And then, so what happened, that back then, so I used to try to save this little patch of hair had on the sides, you know. Uh, so I, bro, ball is beautiful. Let's oh, I know. I'll tell you. So, Let's ball with that. Yeah. So, you know, I was trying to save. So one day I said, you know what? No, that's it. I, I can't do this no more. And that's I shaved it. it off. Perfect. And actually, I put it on social media. And I got some good reviews. I said, I kept it. So what happened, though, yeah. for my skin, I use lotion. I use uh, okay. coconut oil. You know, okay, I've, coconut, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, coconut is good for your skin because it absorbs. Lotion does, and lotion actually clogs your pores. Ah, and uh, coconut oil, yeah, you rub it in, it absorbs it, and that's why your skin stays young looking. Anyway, but then the mosquitoes were biting me in my head. You know? oh, I said, oh, wow. man. So, I, so then I went to a store, but this time I was wearing blazers, but I didn't want to wear a baseball cap. Yeah, yeah. I was wearing that all my life. I wanted to change it up a little. So I walked into a store, and I saw a fedora that looked like the one from Rocky. Okay. You know, I said, I yeah, said yeah, okay. Yeah. And I bought it, and I started wearing it. I said, okay, I kind of like it. Now I own like 60. I don't know. I got hats. I don't give a, I have a war yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it, be, it became like, well, it's, it's, your brand. Brand. Yeah. it's your brand. It's your brand. You know, like we have the ER brand. Everything yeah, is exactly. everything is branded. Like when they see you, they like, you know what? He's classy. He's very, he's very polite. That's one thing yeah. I can say. Anybody has ever met you, ever. Thank you, thank you. They say, you know what? Fab is a good guy. Thank you. You know, and just because the way you come across, your story is captivating. Thank you. Thank and you do have to look a certain part, but yeah. you actually back it up. It's not fake with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not fake with you. And since I've known you, it's never been fake. Thank you, thank you. And that's one thing. Like I a lot of time when I post, when I talk, I like Maya Angelou. Every time she started a quote, she used to say, I have learned. What I talk is out of life experiences. Yeah. Well, I know what it is to be heavy. I know what it is to be broke. I know what it is to dig in garbage cans. I know what it is to wear second-hand clothes. I, I know all that. Yeah. I know I know everything, you know. So I try to tell people, it happens. It's okay. It's part of life. Yeah. And I, me, I'm old school. I, I'm all about respect. I give any man, any woman respect because I believe you respect, you get it back. I agree. And that's, I'm all about that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. right? We're going to do another segment on your life change. That'll be in a, on a different episode. I want to hear about what makes Fab the Vegan, Fab the Vegan, and Sounds things that good. you've done to move the needle. And you're changing the world, my friend. Changing thank the world. You, thank so, you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming out today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate thank it. I appreciate it. Thank you. You've been listening to the ER Room. To contact the firm, call 833-4-BAD-DAY. Find them on Instagram and Facebook at The Reyes Firm. Reach out to Edward on Instagram and Facebook at Edward Reyes and on YouTube at Attorney Edward Reyes. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time on The ER Room. <laughs>